Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Uh, and it is Saturday night, uh, July 27th here. Uh, the Brewers versus Cubs game just ended. Jeremy, I'm in a great mood. <laughs> yeah, and I'm in a shit mood. <laughs> yeah, it actually did totally knock the wind out of my sails for, yeah. this, for this recording. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, rally. Sure. Well, yeah. welcome to welcome to episode number fifty-one, folks. Uh, we are here today to recap a game that took place at Guaranteed Rate Field on uh, Thursday night, July twenty-fourth. It was Miami Marlins at Chicago White Sox. Yeah, a little bit of a delay uh, getting the recording uh, for this one down, but um, you know, I think the things, the main things we have to talk about are uh, they're evergreen. They're not really time sensitive, I would say. Yeah, um, uh, Jeremy, as you uh, as you stated uh, when the game began. Uh, shut this game down. Why is it happening? <laughs> so that's that's what we have to say about that game, Jeremy. I was I was gonna say we might be the only two we might be the only two guys yeah. who uh, saw the Marlins win games uh, in two different stadiums that weren't Marlins Park this year. Yeah, that's quite possible. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, you know the East Coast is kind of close together, but even still, you got to find them winning a game in two different series. So, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Real quick, number fifty one, right? Yeah, number uh, fifty one. We should talk about. Are the namesake for this episode, Trevor Hoffman? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Trevor time. Yeah, so yeah, we're 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 uh, give, we're giving this fifty one. Uh, I think in the in the tournament, yeah, we picked Ichiro as, mm-hmm. the, as our, the representative for number fifty one. Mm-hmm. But uh, for this episode, it's a Trevor Hoffman episode. Um, Jack, I was never I. I never really gave a shit about Trevor Hoffman personally. Well, you know, it, it, me neither. Um, uh, he played in San Diego. Uh, yeah. I think I saw him get a save when my family went to California uh, in okay. Qualcomm Stadium. This is okay. before they had Petco Park. And he also he ended his career with the Brewers, which yeah. was strange. Did he go yeah. back to the Padres after he was I, done I don't with the Brewers? Kn- I don't know. Yeah, because I, I, I know that he was with the Brewers at the end of his career. I don't even know if he, like... Like did that, or even if he was on another, like he did the like the one year, they're the one day contract yeah, or something, right. which is what Ichiro did this year. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, you know, Trevor Hoffman had one great year with the Brewers uh, and one shit year where he was like clearly done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was hard to care about him because he played in a small market. Uh, the Padres are, you know, not a very exciting team usually. No. So yeah, I. One thing that I didn't know about until, like, I heard someone talking about this recently, like, the whole reason why he had to throw, like, the... It was a change-up, essentially, right? Yeah, The whole reason why he had to throw it is because he hurt himself golfing. Really? Like, in spring training Uh or something. Like, he tore his, like, labrum or something, like, golfing. I'm pretty sure that's what the story is. And he had to, like, develop this, like, you know, a change-up, like, to, like not throw as hard or whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, it's a nice story, I guess, but it's also, like... One of the bonehead stories, too. Yeah, right, right along, you know, Zach Granke playing pickup basketball and breaking a rib, you yeah. know, right along those lines. By the way, who would, wh- what other nine guys would want to play basketball with Zach Granke? He seems like a total, like, shit heel. Right? Yeah. 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 He'd um, be like, I don't even care about layups. Like, they would be more <laughs> of just a waste of time, if anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's the type of guy who would, like, rag on his teammates for not getting back on defense yeah. um, in a pickup game. Seriously, what nine people would, would play a game with Zach Granke? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, the other thing about Trevor Hoffman is that uh, the, the uh, Hall of Fame inductions happened this past weekend. And uh, Trevor Hoffman came out with, like, 
like John from Cincinnati hair. It's like, it's like surfer dude hair or yeah. something. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, is he originally from San Diego? He must have just become like San Diegoized over the years of playing there. And he's like a, some, sort, some sort of like surfer dude or something. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. He, he looked like. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Someone from like like an extra from nine hundred two one zero or something. Like the original, the original uh, series. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Let's get let's get to this game. Fuck Trevor. Oh, Hoffman. All right, all right. Well, uh, well. First, before we get to the game, we're going to talk a little bit about the Brewers uh, Cubs series. Okay. Uh, that's that's kind of going on yeah. right now. Uh, Jeremy, I, I want I do want to comment on something. Last night, it was for the first time ever I saw the Cubs used all their mound visits. Oh, really? Um, but apparently, you only get fined, right? They don't do anything else to you but fine you. Is oh, that right? Really? If you use another one, I honestly don't know. No, I have no I idea. I have no know. idea what the consequences are. So um, they, but they didn't go over. They just no, like, they didn't go over. So we zero. didn't okay. didn't get to find out what happened. Um, but uh, you, you know, Jeremy, I think maybe the Cubs are going to pick up Eric Sogard. Well, like yeah, so like well, so we're what like four days away from the trade deadline. Yeah. Which is interesting because uh, for for the first time ever, or maybe I don't know, for the first time in a long time, there's no like waiver deals. It's yeah. like it's everything has to be done by by the end of by the deadline on July 31st, um, and uh, you know, so a lot of things are being thrown around right now. Uh, someone who we saw in this game got traded uh, just earlier this evening, um, but there haven't been any big moves. Uh, other than that, but um, but yeah, so like one of the names that is being bandied about for the Cubs is Eric Sogard. Yeah, and like one of the part of, part of the rationale is um, because like because the Cubs lost Ben Zobris earlier, they want like a kind of like a utility guy who can play the infield and the outfield, and like you know is you know is has contact or whatever has a good batter. Yeah, and uh, you know it has a stable relationship with his wife. Yeah, presumably, presumably, um, but like it's like. It, Eric Sogard like just looks like Ben Zobris. Like like it, like I it's like that's great like you want to get get it like you know uh, you want to replace Ben Zobris but you don't have to get a guy who like also looks like him. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be better guys out there that the Cubs could pursue yeah. than Eric Sogard. Jack, as a former uh, fan of a team that Eric Sogard was on, I mean, what what would you, what do you think? Well, Jeremy, I, I gave my thoughts on Eric yeah. Sogard in, a, in an earlier episode that, yeah. that you can listen to, but I I think his, the year he's been having is a total fluke. Yeah. Uh, we we saw him play earlier this year with the Blue Jays, and I think we talked about him. But he's hitting like he's hitting two ninety eight. I think yeah, right something now. like that. Yeah, uh, so it's undeniable he's having a good season, but yeah. he's also doing it uh, with zero pressure. Uh, yeah, exactly. On him. Yeah. So you know, I don't know, Jeremy. Um, um, I wouldn't want him, but they're no. certainly not going to have to give anything up either. So. No, I think I mean it's like if they're going if like so Eric Sogard essentially looks like Ben Zobris if you threw glasses on him. I yep. feel so it's like if they're going for guys who like like just look like guys who are good like maybe they can sign Pete Davidson or something like sure we talked about the Pete Davidson as look alike of of Yelich like. Uh, maybe he maybe he can uh, you know produce like Yelich has. Maybe he can hit a walk off homer against uh, you know our division <laughs> rivals, or not a walk off homer, but uh, well, a game tying game tying homer. Um, so um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think who looks like Mike Trout. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe like an offensive lineman or something. But like yeah, it's a it's a flawed it's a flawed premise. Like just because Eric Sogard looks like Ben Zobers doesn't mean he's going to give you the. The, the same production. Um, the postscript to all of this is that apparently Ben Zobers is on his way back. Yeah, like he's, he's doing a rehab assignment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think maybe it might be crisis averted. They might pull out of that sweepstakes. Um, right. And like Sogard is like, you know, he somewhere he's crushed all his glasses somewhere, like an <laughs> inner vice or something. He's like, no, I don't wear glasses. I'm, I'm Ben Zobers. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, too little, too late, Eric Sogard. Uh, hopefully, um, but uh, yeah. So one thing that I wanted to bring up, Jack, um, 
this is something that's been like uh, kind of on my mind for the last couple of weeks since we recorded the Angels in the Outfield episode. Um, we had this conver- we had this discussion uh, immediately after we turned the the mics off, and I think it's worth like giving like a tag to this episode. So this like you know if you haven't gone back if you haven't listened to the uh, Angels in the Outfield uh, recap episode, maybe go back and listen to it or whatever. But uh, but we were talking. One thing we didn't really touch on is that um, in that movie, like other baseball movies. The big game is you is not the World Series. It's yeah. like the championship game. Yeah. Um. Well, so, so it's usually like the last game of the season, and the two teams are tied. And yeah. The winning one will go to the playoffs. Uh, right. Come to think of it, Jeremy, it's actually more than the World Series. It's the playoffs themselves too. When when are when have you ever seen yeah. a team in a playoff? Were the were the uh, Cubs in the uh, uh, Rookie of the Year? Were they in the playoffs or were they in just mm. like? Uh, the final game of the season tied with the Mets. It's a good question. Yeah, yeah. they might have been tied also. I yeah, think they were. Sure. Um, you know, Major League, uh, they were tied with the Yankees, I yeah. think, on the last day. Uh, Angels in the outfield, they were tied with the White Sox. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Major League 2, I think they were tied with the White Sox. Okay, yeah. Little Big League, I think they were playing the Mariners in that one. <clears throat> so okay. you never actually see an actual postseason in these movies. Yeah. It's always the last day of the season. Yeah, it's weird. I think, like... Yeah, I wonder like if there's something with like uh, the rights, like uh, that MLB, like like they don't want like them to like fictionalize like a playoff like, yep. outcome or uh-huh. something maybe. Um, or we were also speculating that it might be like because the world, like like whenever like they announce the whenever they advertise like for the Super Bowl, they can't say the word Super Bowl in it. They have to say the big game, yeah. or whatever. And like that's like a copy, that's like a trademark, like through the NFL. And so like I wonder if like. Maybe they can't say the World Series or something. Here's a thought, Jeremy. Yeah. Maybe it's, it has nothing to do with the rights to the World Series. Right. Maybe it just has to do strictly with dramatic purposes. How do you? Yeah. How do you? If you're writing a screenplay, how do you like? Because it has to come down to Game Seven, right? If it's yeah. going to be a big game. So how do you like gloss over the first six games, or like That's maybe true. you do like a montage of it, but yeah. then you have to like worry about like is this is this dramatic enough? I mean, this is the World Series. Are the stakes high enough through these first six games that we're showing to like bring it to Game Seven? Yeah, true. It just seems too. It just seems like it'd be rushed. Yeah. So maybe it has more to do with narrative than it does uh, anything else. Maybe, possibly. I do. It, I, I get the sense that a lot of these screenwriters of baseball movies don't know baseball that well. So yeah. I don't know. But yeah. uh, maybe there's a consultant or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, some, it was that was an interesting point that uh, that's like you know I feel like it's it it should be included in like a baseball movie recap or whatever. So yeah. So wanted to would touch touch on that. But um, okay, so onto the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like we said, it's a couple days uh, after we've we've gone to the game we've had some time to think about a lot of the things to marinate on or whatever but um uh the first thing uh is as we were heading to the game um as is like like when i leave so these these last couple of games i've had to go straight from work or whatever um so i kind of have to like make my decisions on what i'm going to wear before I leave the game so like uh, before I leave the house so like I, I have like all my hats by my door and I always like have to think about like oh what hat should I wear or whatever and like I could just wear a White Sox hat but some there's something about it that's like not as challenging so um, I just grabbed my New Orleans baby cakes hat which I've worn to several games um, but it wasn't until I was actually at the game that I realized oh this is like 
the Marlins AAA affiliate. So yeah. like in some way I'm like being like, I'm like an undercover Marlins fan or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that was like a fortuitous, uh, like, you know, choice there. I don't know if it was like a, a subconscious thing, but, uh, but I had, I was rocking the, the baby cakes hat. Maybe gave, um, gave him a little extra mojo for the win. Who possibly. Knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, you also saw tonight's pitcher or that night's pitcher, yeah. Zach Gallen in uh, New Orleans when you went, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. I, I'm, I think we maybe talked about it after I got back from New Orleans, but I went to New Orleans uh, last year, uh-huh. uh, last August, which is, Hey, that's a great time to go to New Orleans because it's like 100 degrees and like 100% humidity. Right. Um, so yeah, I went to, I saw the New Orleans, uh, New Orleans uh, baby cakes uh, in New Orleans and it was like God awful heat. Like yep. it was like, ni- it was straight up like, oh, like, like 92 degrees at like 9 p.m. at night. Um, and then I went to the Philippines like, you know, two months later and it was actually cooler there than it was in New Orleans. Uh, but yeah, Zach Gallon pitched that game. I did wear my baby cakes hat and uh, so I don't know. Uh, and this is the last year of the franchise, I think, because they're moving. Oh, or, right on. Or at some point, maybe within the next couple of years. But they're they're going to be extinct. Sure. Well, uh, so the hats is going to be a relic, which is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, so we we, uh, we had the usual seats. We grabbed seats, uh, uh, this on the first base side, kind of uh, between uh, home and first. Uh, uh, per use, we sat uh, in the uh, upper part of the lower deck. Yeah. Uh, so kind of right away, we probably got there about 6.40, and we noticed uh, <laughs> a gentleman taking a, a selfie uh, with himself, uh, with the field behind him, Yeah. But he also, he had a piece of pizza uh, well, that he was holding. His, like, girlfriend or whatever was taking a picture first, and then I think they took a selfie together yeah. or whatever. But, so in the first picture, I think, uh, bef- like, that the girlfriend was taking, yeah, he had, like, a piece of pizza in his hand, and he was, like, pointing at home plate for some reason. Yeah. I think he was maybe pointing to the field, but it was, yeah. like... He was pointing to home plate, and he was doing it in, like, a way that, like, I think he was trying to, like, look cool or, like, a badass or something, but, like, stripped of, like, I bet that when you look at the actual picture, he just looked like some guy pointing at the field. It's like, hey, there's a game going on behind me. Yeah, like, like, who's who's holding a piece of pizza? Like, that piece (laughs) of pizza was clearly going to be visible. So, like, when he looks back on that picture in years, it'll be like, oh, man, like, he'll be, he'll remember that pizza. (laughs) Now, the thing is, Jeremy, when they took the selfie together, like, that piece of pizza was, like, between them. Like, it was still still in his hands. Still (laughs) in his hands. Now, Jeremy, I think that they probably have a whole bunch of other uh, pictures. Like, they have a, uh, a picture of, like, the woman, like, cradling a piece of pizza in a hospital bed. There's probably, like, a piece of pizza with like a, a graduation cap on sure, uh, sure just all of these different pictures <laughs> of them with uh, a piece of pizza or or if or it's like them at different like landmarks with a different piece of food or something it's like <laughs> them in front of the grand canyon with like and the guy's holding a burger and like yeah you know and another one he's holding like a, a sub sandwich or something yeah i don't know but uh, but yeah, that was that was that was kind of funny. I, I wish we, I could see that picture. I know that would actually be a funny Instagram account of like you buy yeah. like uh, you know these landmarks, but you're just holding a, a, a something in your hands. <laughs> yeah, just to be definitely. totally distracting, it would ruin the picture. Definitely. Um, so yeah, these people were there. Um, then Jeremy, we noticed. Uh, so the White Sox are the first to do it, and uh, good for them because when you go to a game, you shouldn't have to worry about getting killed. But yeah. they have extended the nets all the way to the foul poles. Yep. Um, and we barely noticed it. Yeah, they announced it earlier this year, and like they instituted it over the All Star break. Yep. And uh, I think they had been they started off on the road. So this was the third game of of the extended netting. Right? Yeah. And yeah, you don't really notice it. Um, no. 
there were no actually there were no like like down the line like shots that like ended up getting caught up in the net. I was wondering like how that would just just literally look. Yeah, you know, I I think of it as like a driving range, like how they have netting around the driving range, and like yes. you know it just kind of gets snarled snared up in the in the netting or whatever. But yeah, it was a non-factor. Um, the one thing that we talked about, I, I hadn't thought about it um, uh, until that night, but. Um, it's gonna change. It's gonna take away chances to reach into the stands. Likewise, uh, or on the flip side of that, it's gonna take away chances for doofuses to reach over the field into yeah. the stands. Of course, the the Bartman situation in a Marlins game, uh, you know, nonetheless. But right. uh, but so it'll prevent that. But it's also gonna take some outs away too. It from, will from from uh, from fielders. So it will. It'll be interesting to see how that that plays out over time. It'll be interesting to see if all the teams do it. It yeah. seems like they're going to, but mm-hmm. it's like teams are also like hesitant to do it. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, it was a weird thing, and so like, but but like you said, Jack, it wasn't really. We didn't really notice it. No, much. So, um, and yeah. good for the White Sox for being uh, like willing to be guinea pigs for this. Yeah. Um, and like stepping up and doing it because uh, it's something that people have been calling for for a while. So yeah. it's odd that the White Sox would be on like this uh, progressive track, but yeah, for they sure. are. So good yeah. for them. Yeah. Um. So there were no fireworks tonight, Jeremy. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So 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 we well we got there. Like let's let's set up a little like split screen thing going on. So like, um, well, okay. So you know, Jack and I always settle up like with uh, um, tickets or whatever. I usually pick up the tickets and then we settle up some way. Um, so Jack, you offered, or we we figured out like you're just gonna buy me a beer or whatever. Yeah. So the tickets were ten dollars and fifty cents. A beer was ten seventy five. So yeah. I just said, Jeremy, I'll, I'll buy you a beer and we'll call it square. Yeah. Now I wonder if uh, if for most people, like if you ask them, hey, like. Would you like tickets to a whole nother White Sox game, or would you like a beer? Yeah, like right. it, it, it would be like that drawing they did at the South Bend game. You know, like oh, yeah, you right. got a beer. That's way better. Way better. Like yeah, but yeah. Uh, the, an embarrassing amount of people would uh, choose the beer. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. how we decided to settle up. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, it was funny because I was thinking like, oh, the beer is like. I think the beer is like nine bucks or something, yeah. and then I'm like, uh, I'll make a joke like you stole me a dollar or something. Yeah. Um, and then it turned out to be like I owed you twenty five cents. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. so the tables were turned there. But as you were like, so you went off to to get uh, to to get beer. Uh, I was in the seats. And uh, they were making some pre-game announcements. They did like a, what is it? Low sensation. Or I something? think it's a low sensory low um, type of uh, yeah, a low sensory event. Yeah, so, yeah, no fireworks. But I wonder if they uh, uh, played the music at a lower volume than they normally. I, I was do. trying to think of like that. They still did like the the uh, the fan meet like the the. You yeah. know, sound meter like where fans cheer or whatever. They probably just figured nobody was uh, going to get that loud during that. Yeah, probably. Um, so so that that was an interesting um, uh, thing that I've never seen before. Yeah. Turns out that it wasn't uh, a factor because there were no home runs. Yeah, uh, it was, a, as White you Sox. said, Jeremy, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the other things that was happening during that, uh, while Jack was uh, out, out in line, um, was they... They honored um, some Chick Evans Scholars. So, Jack, have you ever heard of the Chick Evans Scholarship? I, I had not. Okay, so what the Chick Evans Scholarship is, is a scholarship for students, uh, for high school students to get college, college scholarships um, for golf caddying. So, Chick Evans was a golfer. Okay. Uh, I think he was from Chicago or Illinois or whatever. And um, so, he, he created this, this scholarship. And, like, as far as I... Well, so... As far as I knew, you had to caddy for like two years or, or something, two or three years, and then you got like a scholarship, like a full scholarship to college or something. 
For caddying? Yes, just for caddying, which you also got paid to do and yeah. tips or whatever. Yeah. So when I was like, whatever, 12 or 13 or something, my my dad like heard about this and tried to get me uh, to do it. He's like, oh, you know, you should you should do this. Like, you'll get uh, a scholarship or whatever. And I to, to which I told my dad, fuck no. Like, essentially. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to golf caddy, like, my summers. Like, all summer long, I'm going to fucking caddy. Yeah. Like, uh, and get up at, like, fucking, like, you know, five, six in the morning to caddy for these... For these rich assholes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Fuck no, I'm not doing that. I'm not throwing away my whole summer for that. And so yeah. I told my dad, no, I should... I, yeah, so, like... You know, and then um, I have, uh, so I should say, I, this, I don't know, this is TMI or something, but like, I, my, I, so I grew up like, uh, my parents were divorced or whatever, so I didn't like, I wasn't in-house with my dad, I grew up with my mom, so it was probably easier for like me to like, sk- like fly under, like to skirt his like <laughs> demands or yeah. his, his wishes or whatever, um, but my dad has three other sons, okay? Um, and they all like caddied. Yeah. Turns out they all did it. Yeah. Because like they didn't tell their they didn't tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. I should say there was no moment where I'm like I'm not doing it, Dad. Yeah. Like, I'm just like no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, whatever. So um so but this thing is like it's kind of like a thing that's like always been in my mind. It's like because they did end up getting scholarships or whatever. Oh wow. But I don't know if they got the full like. There's it's improbable that you get a full college ride for t- caddying for two or three years. Yeah, more people would do it. Yeah, definitely exactly. more people would do it. Well, and so and then they said something like, um, you know, if you do it and you become like a Chick Evans scholar, like they pick maybe the, I think they pick like two like outstanding caddies to give full rides to or something like that. But anyway, so they had two people on the field, like two kids, like getting some award or something. But then way 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 out there in the left field bleachers in like the last two rows of the field um or the of the park were like all these kids in green uh, t-shirts and they were like the other chick evans scholars so when they announced it like you heard like in the distance like like a like a cheering and it was those kids um i will say the worst seats in the park yeah, to, well, yeah. To, to put those kids. So yeah. it's like, all right, I, you know, we, we paid $10. I didn't do shit. And now I'm sitting to like 20 rows from the field yeah. from, from home plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's another one I got on those kids. Um, but they were saying, so like, they were like, um, they, there was a whole video about like chick Evans scholars and they're like, um, chick, like this, the young caddies will learn street smarts and money management uh, like hanging around the clubhouse or whatever, and I'm like, there's, yeah, maybe, but they're also like hearing maybe some of the most vile, foul things, way worse than anything we've ever said on this podcast. Yeah, in a golf oh, yeah. clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why, like you know, like they made movies like Caddyshack or whatever, and like Caddyshack is like a fun-loving movie, but like I think there's some pretty horrible things that are being said in like golf. It's well, like it's like boys clubs. That, well, thing. Jeremy, that vulgar Bo Jackson story that I told you, which yeah. we won't recount on the yeah. this podcast, uh, yeah. is uh, was was I remembered told in a golf clubhouse. Yeah, exactly. so that's you know you, you're going to hear some manly like uh, misogynistic stuff in there. I also think like the controversial state, just some of the controversial statements that uh, 
Trump made were also like about yes. grab him by the you know that was I think also at in a golf clubhouse it may he, have been because he said like or he's like that's locker room talk or yeah, whatever. yeah 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 or well yeah. no right it happened on that bus or whatever yeah but, but but he was he was saying like oh that's locker room talk yeah or whatever. so it's like that's the kind of reputation that's so so they're they're also learning street smarts and, and money management though <laughs> I guess that's what street smarts is is like you know how to like you know objectify women or something I don't know. <laughs> yeah right but, uh, jeremy but, I, i've always wondered why you lacked both of these skills and now i, <laughs> yeah, now exactly. I know yeah because yeah, i said no to, to the chick evans scholarship so anyway <laughs> so i think that was an interesting personal tie-in for me uh specifically with the chick evans scholarship so and it was fitting that i was there by myself kind of taking it all in jack what were you up to oh man so buying this beer jeremy turned into <laughs> an event by itself yeah uh so i got up there at six thirty nine. so i just went to the vending stand it wasn't a special vending stand it was just any one of the ones that serves food. We should say that it was Dollar Dog Night. Again. It was it was Dollar yeah. Dog Night. Um, and so I I went up to this stand. Just anyone that sold Bud Light. So the closest one to us you, uh, had your typical stuff. Uh, you know, pretzels, hot dogs, etc. Okay. So um, I get up there at six thirty nine. I was I'm, I check my phone. I okay. was like. Oh man, like we we still got a lot of time before this game starts. Yeah, Jeremy, that line did not move until six forty seven, and Jesus and Christ. so what happened was uh, I was the third person in the queue. In front of me oh. were uh, two women who were about my age, okay. um, who were friends, and then in front of them, who uh, in line, like being waited on, was this. Uh, it was like a mom a dad, uh, a guy who was probably the brother, and like this brood of children, oh, God. Uh, ages uh. like 13 to uh, 7. And I would assume that the wife of the other guy was probably like back at their seats, like saving their seats. Yeah, right. And it, so it's like this this family is up there. Oh, and uh, it was one of those things, Jeremy, you, you know how you, when sometimes when you're on like the CTA uh, train and like you're you're kind of sitting there for a minute and the train is just sitting there and you're not really paying attention yeah. you're just kind of looking at your phone and then there's that moment where you realize like hey been sitting here for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Was that, right, that was right. that was what started to happen about six forty three, six forty four, and so at that point, some people had gotten in line behind me, yeah. and so they were starting to comment like, "Man, this is taking a long time." And I didn't say it, Jeremy. I didn't say it, but I was gonna like, I was gonna start saying to them like, "Yeah, Jesus, talk about getting in the wrong line, huh?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, to like build some solidarity, but also to like be kind of loud about it, yeah, so yeah, this family sure. would hear me. Yeah. Um, they were taking their sweet ass time. Like the kids were like pointing oh, to stuff on God. the menu, and the, uh, the mommy, the, what's a what's a pretzel? Yeah, yeah. And then so then the the guy the guy uh, serving them who was taking his sweet ass time. And I'll say this: I've worked I've worked <laughs> customer service jobs. Yeah. I worked at a movie theater. Yeah. I worked at a Taco Bell. You know, you get paid by the hour. You don't get paid by how many customers you waited on. <laughs> yeah. But like, I would go fast and try to like serve the people because I wanted to be good at my job. Yeah, like, for this sure. guy just did not give a shit. So. He literally went back and forth three times and had like different boxes that he was bringing this family. And the the dad of this family, uh, let me describe this guy to you. He he looked like uh, you know you know in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, like there there'll be a few scenes where like Arnold goes to visit his ex wife and his ex, like in, in the suburbs and his ex wife is now married to some like soft like milk toast guy <laughs> yeah, who's like totally. who's clearly like just no match for Arnold. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and Arnold Arnold isn't really even an asshole to him. It's like the guy is just like too low that like you know Arnold isn't even intimidated by him. There's no threat, right? Uh, the wife just couldn't handle how awesome Arnold was. So that's that's this guy. That's this guy we're we're talking about. It's too much man for her, so they had to get divorced. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had yeah, to get divorced. Yeah. She couldn't handle his lifestyle. So so um 
So th- this guy just like you know, finally when it's time for him to get pay the uh, for him to pay, he just like wh- whips out this like gold credit card oh. and does like a mamby pamby like ha- hands it to the guy, yeah. and then he swipes it. And then finally the line moves. And the people behind me uh, who I wanted to uh, uh, build some kind of relationship with this during, they bailed. They bailed yeah. like three minutes before this happened. Uh, so that, that that's the worst, Jeremy, when you get in the wrong line. It happens in movie theaters, games, uh, everywhere. You never know when it's going to happen, grocery but it happened stores. to me. Yeah, yeah grocery stores. Yeah. I, I can't do it, Jack. I cannot do it. Like, you know, we we pride ourselves on, on seeing every pitch and like, you know, just like being there on time. Yep. And like, that's the worst thing. And I, 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 I am actually getting like anxiety on hot dollar dog nights because yeah. the lines are longer and yes. like slower. Um, and cause, and then there's a line for once you get your hot dog and wait in that line, then you have to wait in the line to get mustard and shit. It's yep. fucking crazy. Yeah. But like, I get, I get crazy about it. Cause I'm like, I, I want to get my food before the game starts. I don't want to be stuck in this line. And like, and I, I get there early so I can sit down in my seat and just chill out because I'm usually like walking fast to get to my seats and then I'm like sweating or whatever. Yeah. And it's like it, just to like waste all of that in line, like just even if you do make it back for first pitch, it's just like your head is still spinning. It's horrible. That's yeah, horrible. Man. At, at a certain at a certain point, you, when you've stayed there so long, you're just like it's like the sunk cost fallacy. You yeah, know, yeah, you're just yeah, gonna yeah, you're yeah. just gonna stay there yeah. because you also know that the second you move, that's when the line is gonna. Yeah, move. Definitely, um, definitely. So it's just a, a vicious cycle. <laughs> Jack, I did tell you, I did say like, hey man, if you need to bail, like no no problem. Yeah, I, no, I told you twice, and you were like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this for the podcast. Yeah, so. I, I yeah, um, yeah, but it was also because I was. Dumb in and I didn't want to move. So yeah, that was, that was what was happening, but I eventually did get the beer uh, yeah. and got back to the seats. Jeez Louise. So, okay, well, you, once you did finally get back, I, I had I did have a chance to watch the Marlins run wind sprints or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and uh, uh, the center fielder from the Marlins who was uh, in the lineup, uh, Cesar Pueyo, mm-hmm. um, was uh, out there with, with the rest of his teammates, and I, I, I don't know, he looked he he passed the vision test for me. Like yeah. he, he looked good. Yeah, he passed me. the eye test. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I I mentioned him to you, Jack. Well, we um, might as we might as well talk about him now. He ended up being the star of the game. Yeah. Uh, he hit a two run bomb as the only two runs scored in the game, and it was a bomb too. It was no, yeah. it was no cheapy. He also made a great catch. Uh, he basically robbed Jose Abreu of a at least a double. I don't know if it would have gone out of the park, but he made it. Uh, and at the catch sign. Like, yeah. Right, right in front exactly. of and Jeremy. You uh, lamented that he did that to Dwayne Wise. Yeah. You don't do that to Dwayne Wise. No, no, not on the night after uh, the Burley's perfect game anniversary. Is the that ten what year? Yeah, it was a ten. Uh, the night after the ten year anniversary oh of Burley's God. perfect game. Oh uh, I do want to point out, Jeremy, we've seen two Marlins bums hit their first home run this year. It was oh. Pueyo and also John Birdie as well. That's what is it, John Birdie? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, so we've seen two two guys like that hit homers. Hold on, let me just look at the the roster on my scorecard here of the uh, Marlins. Um, huh? No John Birdie. No. I, well, Jeremy, I looked into it. <laughs> And he's hurt. <laughs> he's hurt right now. So I did look. I did look that up. Okay. Well, um, yeah. it's not just his body caught up with his feelings. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so so we did see a, a, a cool Marlins throwback jersey. It was a teal uh, Andre Dawson jersey. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know, we were seeing there was a, there was a smattering of Marlins gear in, yep. the, in the in the stands. Oh, but yeah, one guy was wearing like I'm not even sure if that's like '90s. Well. What year was Dawson on the Marlins? Like ninety five or something? I think yeah. maybe something like that. So I guess it's that era jersey. Although yeah. 
people always get wrong era jerseys with players who never wore the jersey. Which yes. is one of the things that, that drives me nuts. Um, but uh, but yeah, so whatever, a mid-90s Marlins jersey, like all teal with a teal hat he was wearing as well. Um, so it looked pretty cool. I'm a Dawson fan, so I thought that was cool. Um, I would maybe get, I don't know, if I, I'm, I used to love teal, and I got a Marlins hat when they first became a franchise. Yeah. Um, I guess a Dawson Marlins jersey would be kind of cool, but I don't. I'm, I'm not dying to get an all teal jersey, but uh, yeah, because it's, it, it it's gaudy. Better. It's gaudy. Yeah, it was um, better for that. that. That guy wore it better than I would. He did. Uh, you know, also though, he had on a nice um, uh, new era fitted Marlins hat from that era. Um, oh yeah, so yeah. I don't know if sure. you noticed that, but it, yeah. that the hat looked good too. Yeah, teal um, to match the jersey. It was. Uh, so yeah, this guy was uh, all decked out in I Marlins w- gear. I want to say they wore those in '97. Okay, uh, and I'm pretty sure Dawson was off the team by that point. So who knows? But uh, but whatever. Uh, it, it was still cool. To it see was Dawson represented. Um, uh, the, on the other side of that spectrum, there was a guy wearing a, a White Sox road uh, John Jay jersey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just I wonder what the mentality is, Jeremy. Um, uh, of getting a jersey like that was that yeah. was that guy like oh man the White Sox got John Jay now like I, yeah. I always really liked that guy when he was on the Cardinals I yeah. got to get this jersey <laughs> yeah right or or the Padres like yeah man, that guy was a heart and soul that was that guy was the unsung heart and soul of the Padres I got to get a John Jay jersey yeah, yeah. I, I I will say and also you you got to know that John Jay is only going to be on the team this year so yeah, like yeah, exactly I I have uh, uh Jeremy I, I got a for a birthday present one year uh, a friend got me a, a Zach Granke jersey which was a very thoughtful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and touching gift. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's not on the team anymore, yeah. and I hate Zach Granke. <laughs> so it's like yeah. I don't I don't know under what circumstances I wear this. It's a cool it's a cool jersey. Sure. Um, well, I mean, Jeremy, I think you own an Addison Russell jersey. So uh, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> I, I had it. I got a. It's the the 2016 uh, All Star Game jersey in the Padres colors. I had I I got a Rizzo jersey and I sent it back and got the Russell jersey. Man. Uh, and I yeah. Just could have, I could have had that, could have had that, could have had that Rizzo. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer because I love that fucking jersey. I fucking love it. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I mean, my guess would be that his, I'm gonna guess that his name is Jason or something, and he goes by Jay. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like maybe his first name is Jay or something. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that's why he got it, which would be cool. Yeah. But then, but the, the but. Regardless of how cool it is, the reality is you're wearing a John Jay jersey. Maybe he thought uh, the jerseys were like license plates, where like yeah, you know, right. like uh, they have like uh, all, all the different names on them. Maybe he was yeah. like, "Oh, this is how this works." So he bought a, a Jay jersey <laughs> and was di- was disappointed <laughs> to uh, find out that it's, it was John Jay. Yeah, it was either that or a Bort, a Bort jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Sim- Simpsons reference, yes. right? Yeah. All right. Um, what's your 20 today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mentioned uh, I worked at a movie theater, uh, so you think I would have been more interested in the what's your 20 section. Jeremy was uh, popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, usually they're they're like, like usually the what's your 20 is like they're showcasing Polish Heritage Night. They're like, they're serving pierogies in section 231. Come on down and get them. Or like, you know, what's your 20? Oh, we're here with the Game of Thrones throne. And this night it was popcorn. We have yeah. popcorn. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And um, then they had like three mopes sitting there eating popcorn. Chris yeah. was there hosting tonight. So also Chris, eating popcorn. Yeah. yeah. But and would you describe those people next to him as mopes? Yes. <laughs> They're just totally like mopes. <laughs> just sitting there eating popcorn. They didn't even look excited to be no. in the video. Well, who would be? It's yeah. just popcorn. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, we were speculating that they give Chris all this shit series, you know, that they yeah. know no one's going to go to. Possibly. I don't yeah. know. The politics of the White Sox hosts uh, is fascinating and indeterminate yeah 
basically. Yeah, yeah. Indeterminable. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, Chris is at least still there. So good for him. Know. Yeah. Um, so speaking of food and dollar dogs, um, we, I've shattered the record. I shattered the record in one game of like the over under for dollar dogs. Um, so I'm just I'm just going for like a personal best at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I picked up three more dollar dog. Actually, I picked up four all told, right? Because I you got did, I got, you, one from you the got another one. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so I, I I went and got three because this is the thing. This is like that like um, you know hoarding mentality. Like I I got in line. Oh, actually, I should explain how this all went down. I told you, Jack, but I didn't make a note of it. So we've talked about how the freaking White Sox game shuts the fuck down during the national anthem. Oh yeah, they. Like if you're in line, if you were like, <laughs> if you were like, I'll take one hot, and then like, and then it's like, oh, say, it's like the person turns away, and then it's like they actually turn the lights off in the stand, in the like, in the like, um, oh, do they? The the booths or whatever yeah. of like the uh, concession stands, yeah, booths. They turn the fucking lights off. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I think if you were in mid order, the person would just turn away from you and like just salute or whatever. It's like, listen, I get it, like. This is a, a sacred, like a solemn situation. Like you're honoring people, the troops, or whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, but it's like, come on, like the, the, the things need to keep going. Like if you're yeah. in line for food, keep keep the fucking line moving. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's insane. And, and then people like are going to their seats and they stop. They stop and salute. It's like, how about get to your seats? You can watch it. You know. Yeah. Like, people just stop and like I do not stop I keep going and like um, I'll, I'll I'll you know use that opportunity to fill, fill in the rest of my scorecard whatever so I was in line I was like third in line actually um, for hot dogs and it was going slow and I was fortunate enough to be by like the in- entrance and exits of where the vendors co- come in and out and so this kid comes out with a uh, presumably brand new steaming uh you know, vat of hot dogs or whatever. And um, I saw him, but, and then he, he took a couple steps out, got to the edge of the concourse, realized that the anthem was being sung, so he stopped. And I turned and I looked right at him and it was like kind of like a showdown. Yeah. It was like uh, Steve Martin and Kevin Bacon, like looking across the field and planes, tra- or across the street and planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Like it, it got, we got an extreme close up of both of our eyes looking at each other. And so as soon as like, and the home of the brave or whatever, uh, or the land of the free, home of the brave, yeah. Um, I, as soon as that last note happened, I stepped right to him and I'm like, three hot dogs, please. And so I got him right from the guy. And it's like, again, it's that hoarder mentality. It's like, I don't know if I can get back. I don't know if they're going to be coming around. So like, I was going to get two, but I'm like, I might as well get three. Well, interestingly enough, Jeremy, I think you kind of played the system there because the vending stand I went to, yes. it had a it had a sign that said limit two per person. Yeah. So I think you actually like were able to uh, you, you may you may have uh, figured out a, a cheat code for yeah. this. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. if, if if anyone is going to figure out a hot do- a way to get more hot dogs, it'll be me. Um, <laughs> so I got three, and then I did end up picking up one later. Um, but one thing that happened uh, is that so I guess we can talk about this. Um, so. Listen, guys, gals, if you're going to a White Sox game, there is no, like, reason, uh, uh, prestige, uh, explanation for buying anything more than the cheapest ticket available. Yes. Do not spend – do not say, like, oh, let's go up a couple levels and get a better seat. You 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 can buy the cheapest ticket and sit anywhere you freaking want. Yeah. Okay? Do not waste the money – um, on buying the third up tier level, whatever. 
Um, I, I hate it when people are like, yeah, yeah, we, got, we scored some good tickets for the game. It's like, okay, like I paid the least amount and I'm sitting right next to you. you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> I should say, so in the um, uh, infield, um, basically, they have ushers at, this, at, at the top of the stairs, th- theoretically checking your ticket, whatever. I think, I don't know if it's through the whole infield or once you get further out, they start alternating sections. Right, so there's a there's an usher and alternating section. So we just go down the section that doesn't have an usher, um, and we did do that. But then like some kids showed up in our section. So I was coming back with my hot dogs, and uh, I had my hands full of hot dogs. And usually that's a good sign, like they they're not going to stop you to look at your ticket because they know you've already been there because you're coming back with food. That too, yeah, or just you have your hands full or whatever. And they they some you a lot of times they'll be like. I'm not going to make this guy put all his hot dogs down. I, I was one time like, <laughs> like I, someone, I think I had a bunch of food and someone like asked me for my ticket and I handed the person my soda to hold my soda. While yeah, I, I remember that. Thing. I think I was at that game with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, yeah. So if you're going to make me stop this, you're going to hold my food because I'm not going to put my hot dog down on the ground. Yeah. And so I walked by the guy and I kind of just like zoomed by like I, you know, knew where I was going or whatever, yeah. or like I belong there. And the guy said to me like, oh yeah, you're going to have to show me your ticket next time or have your ticket out next time. And I'm thinking, like, what, what the hell? Like, what, what are you doing, man? Like, what, are you some kind of hero? Are you, like, hero usher boy? Yeah. Like, they, no one cares. No one cares. And, like, I didn't see him ask anybody else that. Yeah. Um, so then when I went up to go to the bathroom later, I just went down the other aisle. So whatever. Yeah. You know, Jeremy, I have a comment about uh, uh, non-paper tickets now. Yeah. Or digital tickets. Yeah. Uh, this, this happens a lot. The new arena um, uh, that they opened in Milwaukee, Pfizer Forum, is only digital tickets. And most, uh, most stadiums are now moving in that direction. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of times you'll go to a group with a family of four. We ran into this brewer game I went to with my family last week where it's like my dad has all the tickets on his phone. But yeah, we're a family right. of four, right? Yeah. So, like, in order for us all to have, like, tickets on us, he would have to text us each copies of our tickets, like, if we wanted to just go out to the bathroom yeah. and come back, and the ushers would check on it, right? Yeah. So, like, they have to develop a system. Like, well, like what, what the hell are they going to do when everybody moves to digital tickets and no one just has a ticket on them that they can show the usher? It's, like, it's, it's madness. So, like, yeah. if I was to say, hey, like, my buddy Jeremy's got the tickets on him, would the usher follow me over to that, over to you, so he could check your tickets, and then, like a bunch of other people could come into the section when he's not watching. It's a it's a mess, and they got to figure out they they got to figure out something to do because it, it it bothers me. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's um I yeah I I don't know like uh, I yeah I think that they would say like oh yeah okay we'll get them get the tickets yep. and come back here. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. So anyway, that guy was that guy was completely out of line, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, um. So so I guess that brings us to like. Maybe a group of people who could have used some help from an usher. Yeah, and when an usher was nowhere to be found, there was this family of four. It was two, like, older people who almost looked too old to be, like, the, and, like, two little kids ages, like, seven and five. Yeah. So I think they were maybe grandparents of these I, kids. Yeah, I guess so, now that you mention it. They, 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 it's not, it wasn't like a, like, it's like a surefire, like, oh, these are grandparents. Yeah. Um, the guy kind of looked like Mario, I thought. <laughs> I mean, he did. He, he looked did. like He looked like Mario, for sure. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, uh, so what happened was this family, like we're, we're coming down, uh, uh, our section, like to our left, they were coming down the staircase yeah. and they just, they looked completely nonplussed. Yeah. They, they were just completely lost, completely like, it, it almost seemed like they didn't know they were at a base, like they were like blindfolded and dropped on the corner of 35th and shield <laughs> or something. Yeah. Because like they seemed not only like they didn't know where their seats were, but they didn't know. It's like, they didn't under, they, they seemed like they didn't. They were not aware of the concept of like numbered rows, numbered seats, 
baseball, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the outdoors, a gathering of people. Like they seem completely, they seem like space aliens a little bit. Yeah, they they look like if you if two people like four people from one million BC like time traveled and got into <laughs> you know Comiskey Park. That's what it would be like. Like these people had no concept of anything that was going on around no. them. They were like walking. It, it's almost like the, like if you could see video of people like going into like a haunted house where they're taking like like quarter steps like and just looking around. Like yep. that's kind of what they looked like going down the aisle, uh, looking for their seats. Uh, presumably, they just had no idea what they were doing. They ultimately did sit down. Maybe like was it like just a couple rows in front of us? Yeah, on the aisle. Yep. I don't even know if those were their seats. Probably not. They probably were just like, let's just re- st- stay here and regroup. But then uh, Hero Usher Boy, yeah, somehow he handed them like a little thing that looked like a, a ticket you get at the circus, like yeah. one of those individual like tickets. Yeah, it looked like a claim ticket for like for like a, a like a coat check or like when I go to like take my car in at the dealership, like or at my at the mechanic, like they give me like that ticket to like get my car back or whatever. Yeah, it was weird or like a valet, you know. Thing. Yeah, valet ticket. Get anything like that. It was yeah. a weird thing, yeah. And but then he, they, he upgraded them. They moved to like the probably the tenth row yeah. behind the dugout. Yeah, he like handed them this thing, and they all got up, and then he followed. They followed him down, and then like we never saw him again. Well, well, we, we did. We did see him again. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so like they, you know, they were they were out of sight basically, um, and uh, um, it was just the weirdest thing. It was. Ever. Yeah. Then the little kid had a, one of the little kids had a minion's hat on. He had a minion's hat and a minion shirt. Or oh like wow. Hoodie or backpack and backpack. He had all kinds of minions. I was I was going to bring that up because I'm like I don't need to rag on the I don't well, need to drag the kid. You know, minions but, are very popular. Yeah. But he, that that was kind of helped us like identify them later on in the game. Yeah, like definitely. Look for the kid in the, the minions gear. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One could argue that that kid probably would have rather been at home watching minions or playing with Minions toys than being at a baseball game. Right. But maybe they thought they were going to a Minions uh, <laughs> competition or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I would have been. It would have been interesting to, to be close to them and to see how they reacted to the game as it, as it continued because it was weird. So anyway, um, so that happened. Um, uh, I guess the next thing, Jack, is uh, – and, and honestly, there's a rotating group of people coming in and out. <laughs> It's an interesting thing. It's almost like being at like a hostel or something. Just like like or sitting in the lobby of a hotel or something. Because like just people come in and go in your life and like or at this baseball game and then you never see them again. Um, but uh, the second group of people that we saw was a man and wife, um, probably in their like late fifties. I would yeah, say. Yeah, they, they were an older couple for yeah, sure. Yeah, um, and. Uh, they were sitting closer to you, Jack, because I was on the aisle. You were next to me, and then they were at the end of our row. And uh, <laughs> I just looked over behind you or whatever, and I saw this woman eating a sausage. Yeah. Okay. And the first thing that that struck me was that she was just <laughs> gripping the sausage, like the and, the and bun, like gripping it, like like she was trying to choke the life out of it. And it, it seemed like it was, like, bursting out with, like, relish. Like, it just seemed like a, a mush of, like... It was a footlong, too. It was a yeah, big was sausage. A big, yeah, big dog. Maybe, maybe even, like, a Pol- like a footlong Polish or yeah. something. Um, and she was just, like, gripping the fuck out of this thing. Relish, like, just, like, squeezing between her fingers. Yeah. And she was, she was like, gripping it, trying to eat it. It was kind of almost, like... Similar but different than the way that I ate that stale uh, Italian sausage earlier at uh, the Cubs game. Um, 
But she's eating this thing, and I just had the I had the impulse to, to tell you about it, Jack, to yeah. have you look. And you looked over, and so she's eating this thing, and that was the first thing that, that stood out to me, is that she was, like, just gripping the fuck out of this thing. Yeah, well, the thing is, too, Jeremy, it was too big for her to, like, pick up off the plate, so she had to, or, like... Or too fragile, yeah. Or too fragile, so she, she had to, every time she took a bite of it, she had to, like, bend, she had to bend down. To and, her like, lap. To her lap. <laughs> uh, reminding one of the the Will Ferrell sketch uh, from many years ago, um, or maybe something that the average trucker uh, sees that he shouldn't see when he's driving by certain cars. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so th- uh, this was more obscene than any gesture we've seen on the scoreboard this year. Yeah, it would, it's something that would have made, like, um, you know, a, a contortionist uh, proud. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the, the the approach that she had to take to eat this sausage off yes. of her own lap, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it was just a it was an interesting visual. Yeah, she wasn't like a, a, a provocative person or anything. She no. was just like a mom, basically. Yeah, like eating this this uh, sausage, and um, and you looked over like a half inning later, and they were gone. And they were gone. And we never saw them again. Just long enough for them to finish this sausage, and then they left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little did they know they were sitting by two assholes who have a podcast where they talk about them. Yeah, right. But uh, so that happened. Um, right after that, uh, um, we, we almost got a foul ball. Nets, Nets, be damned. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, which is scary because like, yeah, the only way that it's kind of actually in in a weird way, this is weird because like. The only way that a ball can get into the stands now at this point is if it's like a screamer yeah. that's like straight back or it's like a ball that goes really high up and then is going to gain speed as it comes back down. Yeah. So people are still endangered, like, you know, make no mistake about it. Yes. Um, but including us. Yeah. So what happened was um, uh, Rojas, what, Miguel Rojas, is that his name? Yeah, Miguel Rojas. Uh, was batting um, in the uh, top, was his top of the third, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, he fouled the ball. He did he follow a ball off earlier? Or was someone different? Someone different fouled the ball yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I think it was that, someone different that went yeah. kind of like to the opposite side of where we were sitting, like on the on the left side of the field. Yeah. And uh, it was like, okay, a ball can get up there, or whatever. And um, sure enough, this dude like fouls a ball off. He was a he was a right-handed batter, um, and he fouled the ball off, and uh, it comes like straight, like it came at the perfect like arc to come right at us. Yes. So. And it's a screamer. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jeremy uh, wanted no part of this one, and neither did I. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so like in an like in an odd like uh, you know uh, parallel to like when when I got the Tim Anderson ball earlier this year, this ball was coming right at us, and I and like I did have enough time to say to myself, I don't want to try for this ball. I don't want to break my hand. Yeah. So I completely sidestepped it. And I once again I did I did uh, invade your space, Jack. But for this time, it was to get away from the ball. Yeah, yeah. And basically, Je- Jeremy, I- I'll say this: we've sort of put ourselves in a position now uh, when we made fun of the meat slap guy yeah. for wanting an ice pack. Yeah, like that. If we would have tried to make a play on this ball, like, and it hit our hands and we didn't get it, like, you know, I don't be damned if I'm asking for an ice pack <laughs> after how much I made fun of that guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which is another reason to to not go for it. Right. Uh, but it it was a, it was a one hundred percent meat slap situation. Yes. Um, there were two dudes in front of us who also like came and went. Yeah, they were there at that moment, and uh, they uh, 
the guy in so the guy directly in front of me went for the ball, and I think it maybe glanced off his fingers or something. And we were in the second to last row, um, and I thought that it was going to rattle around in the between the seats right behind us, and we yeah. would get it. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it made it took some kind of weird ricochet <laughs> or bad bounce, and it, yeah. it ended up going up onto the concourse. Yeah, and some it dope. Even- Go ahead. Well, it even it went into the concourse, and I think it even went back into like the hallway where you enter the concourse. Yeah, so it yeah, went, yeah. Like, it went all the way back. I don't even know who got it. Okay, well, I was gonna say some schmuck waiting in line behind twenty kids maybe got themselves a ball. Right. You know, right, I don't yeah. know. No, <laughs> so anyway. no, it might have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, and got it the easy way. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So like. Yeah, man, that was a wicked. I just, I completely sidestepped it. I, I, I said it immediately. Like I, I fessed up to it. It's like, yeah, I was dodging that ball. I was not. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. If yeah. I had a glove, it would be a different story. I would have. It would have been a thrilling catch to make. And you know, I think we, we were in. The, no one else was in a better position than us to make that play. No, it came yeah. right to us. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's weird. I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like you know, once the once it rains, it pours or something. Maybe we'll yeah. just become ball magnets. The ball, yeah, the ball's just finding us. Um, but what it did, what this uh, opportunity did uh, allow us to do, is meet another person in the stands, someone yep. around us. Um, I don't really, I didn't really come up with a name for this guy, but he was like, you know, he's like. I don't know. He was just well, guy. another guy that came and went. Yeah, exactly. Um. Uh. So yeah, Jeremy, what did he say to us? He said, "You should have had it." Is yeah, that what he said, like, uh, "You should have had that." And yeah. I'm like, I turn around, I'm like, "Hey, man, I I sidestepped that one. I didn't want to have anything to do with it." Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I tried to hide from it, uh, and uh, we 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 did kind of talk a little bit. He was kind of being jovial with us, and like. He's like, yeah, you know, hey, man, that, that was coming pretty fast, man. You know, I get it or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I, I don't think he was being malicious when he said no. he should have had it. I think no. he was like, uh, he, he was almost <coughs> lamenting the uh, the bad bounce that it took. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I was trying to figure out who this guy reminded me of, Jeremy. Okay. He reminds me a little of the guy that played Con Stapleton in oh, the show okay. Deadwood. Yeah. Uh, he was a little bit um, uh, larger than that yeah, man. Yeah, portly. Yeah, yeah uh, but like... That that's kind of who he reminded of. I, was I can to see put that. My fin- I was trying to put my finger on it. I can um, see that. I mean, really, he looked like a Sox fan. Yes, he just looked like a. He was probably like a plumber or electrician. Yeah, he was by himself. He was all by himself. Yeah, and like, and so like, he was at this game, but like, he he was wearing like a big T-shirt that yeah. was just like big and probably dirty. Like, yeah, he was just a White Sox fan. He was just like a guy you see in White Sox in in the stands at White Sox games. Yes. Um, and so we we talked a little bit. Um. And, uh, you know, it was like just talked about the ball or whatever and like just a little bit quick back and forth. And then we kind of moved on. Uh, The game continued. Um, At some point, like the bottom of the third then, I think it must have been the bottom of the third. They did uh, like the honor of the veteran thing. Um, So uh, a veteran came out, uh, a younger, he was like kind of a younger guy and he was like from like a recent war or whatever. And they said like what he did, which I didn't quite well, he, he was I like think, a tanker. He yeah, was like, the, he drove a tank or something. The, the gist of it, I think, was that he drove like a tanker, but he had to do it over like minefields well, or something well, like that. Yeah, I don't know if they like they. It's, I don't know if it said that on the thing. No, but our new friend um, came up to us uh, and he just got like right in our ear and he's like, "Yeah, that guy had the most fucked up job over there." He's like, "You know what that? You know what he had to do?" And we we're like, "No, what?" And it was kind of like a weird thing. He's like, "He had to go." in a tank over IEDs and you know if one of those blows up you fry <laughs> we're like ah we're like ah and we were you know I don't know how to react and this, mind you me and you are like standing side by side facing the field and he's behind he's in our ears he's in my right ear and your left ear 
like saying this stuff like yeah. real close to us and we we're like ah yeah that's that's rough man yeah you know? how else are you s- supposed to react to <laughs> no, that no 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 yeah. almost as if he like knew someone who this happened to or something yeah like because like how else does he know this stuff but it's like yeah it was like something like he was describing something uh, from like uh uh, David Ayer's Fury uh, yeah. with uh, with uh, uh, Brad Pitt and yep, uh, the, I've seen the kid. it. Yeah, Whatever. horrible movie. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, yeah uh, and but the th- yeah. So the thing is, so he he describes it. That's just we're like, oh man. And then we never saw the guy no. again. <laughs> he disappeared. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he got up and just never came back. Just, yeah, no, no, no idea where he uh, where he went. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, because Jeremy and I were thinking now we're like, oh man, like we we got one, we reeled one in. Like this guy's gonna be great. I said, I said to you, like I, as soon as he sat down from us after saying that, I leaned to you and I'm like. Something tells me that's not the last thing he's going to say to us tonight. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, it would have been, you know, it would have gave us podcast fodder. But yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, he, he was he was gone as quick as he showed up. <laughs> so um, was there something that a vendor said to you too, well, Jeremy? So there hasn't been too much vendor drama this year or overheard from vendors or vendors acting weird. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but this happened to us. Uh, there was some, or I mean, not to us, but I, I overheard this. There were two people in front of us. I don't remember if it was the same guys who who made a plan of all. I, I'm pretty sure that it was not. Yeah. Um. But uh, some guy came over and like they they were like, hey, two beers or whatever, and he had Budweiser, and um. So he, you know, he asked like, what do you want? Uh, you know. Budweiser or Bud Light, Bud or Bud Light, and I, I I'm trying to think if he said like, do you want red or blue? Because like, okay, Bud is red, Bud Light is blue. Uh, the bottle, the can, whatever. And um, <clears throat> so they were like, uh, two Bud Lights or something. And then he goes, and he like looks in the thing and he's like, he like gives him the beers and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, now I got to find two people to take the Reds. <laughs> and it's like, what, is, what are you talking? What do they care? Yeah. Like, what do you care? Like, what are you going to have? Like, because he said red. He's like, I got to find two people to find the red. And like, there's this like gluten-free beer called like Red Bridge or something, yeah. I think. And they serve it at baseball games, maybe only at the Cubs or something. But I'm like, oh, I okay, yeah, He's. it might be hard. Like if he only has two gluten-free beers, it's going to be hard for him to maybe pawn those off or something. And then, and then I don't know what it's like. Maybe you don't get more until you sell out of what you have or something. So I was thinking like, oh, I guess that kind of makes sense. But then I'm like, no, he's talking about Bud, like regular Bud. It's yeah. like if you have trouble moving two Budweisers, get out of the game. Yeah, because you're not good at your job. Like what? And why are you telling these people? Like you made them feel bad. Like what did you want them to buy one of each or like or all four? Like I don't get what the point of saying that was. So it's just a weird thing to say. It's like yeah, oh, great. Now I got to find two people to take these two Reds. Who cares? <laughs> what are you talking about? <clears throat> so oh man, it was just weird. So yeah, that, you know, good uh, good vendor moment. I guess. Right for sure. Um, overheard in the stands, we got a couple things. Yeah, sure. Always um, a good thing for a White Sox game. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. What was the thing they said during the Abreu one? Yeah, bottom of the sixth, uh, Abreu hits a, like a, a, a solid uh, drive to center field, uh-huh. but certainly uh, not a no brainer, not a not a sure thing. <clears throat> and I heard someone go like, "Ooh, that's gone," <laughs> <laughs> and then promptly the left the center fielder uh, Cesar Pueyo uh, catches it way before the warning track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And yeah, so. I, f- I feel like when that happens, you you always want to kind of look back at the person and like uh, see what their reaction was. Yeah, to it completely not being gone. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's like oh that close or something. Yeah. but like yeah. it actually wasn't even that close. It's not like he robbed it or anything. And then there was kind of a close <laughs> play, Jeremy, where somebody yelled, yelled "check it," but like it wasn't nearly close enough for for that to be justified. No, no, no. It was like "check it." Like what? What are you like? Like in the like. Like, you know, like Javier Baez is always like telling like, oh, chuck it, chuck it. You know, yep. he's like pointing. And it's like he's feet away. He's like feet away from the play. And he like he also has like a incredible baseball IQ. Um, <clears throat> this guy was like, you know, next to us or one row in front of us all the way up, like, you know, 20 rows up. And it's yep. like, he's like, oh, check it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, man, you you're, you don't you have no idea. And if they listened to you, they would run out of challenges in the first inning and not be able to challenge a legitimate play later on because they would blow their challenge because you would probably tell them to check everything. Right, so. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He, was, he was probably the guy doing the Brewers reviews last year. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, so, ooh, speaking of brewing, yeah. Jeremy. We brew- did see it. Yep, brewing with Ozzy. Brewing with Ozzy. It's officially a thing. Ricky yeah. has been fired from brewing with Ricky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, Man, I mean... What more can you say about this? Like, <clears throat> I'm glad we've been charting this like this segment for two years. Yeah, because like, it's like, um, it's just like an unceremonious like demotion. Uh, for it's like when the White Sox finally fired Robin Ventura and essentially put him out of his misery. Like, yeah, whoever is uh, producing brewing with with Ricky slash brewing with Ozzy finally just decided to put Ricky Ventura out of his misery. Just put him down, replace him. I guess, I and mean, we'll see. We'll see if if it if it if they're alternating or what. But <clears throat> if you recall at the Yankees game, we missed it. But always brewing with Ozzy, which now is officially it's 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 made it's found a home in the mid eighth inning time slot. Yes, uh, you know, for better or for worse, that's that's its new home. Yeah. Um, and it is completely like moving a show to a Saturday or a Friday night. Oh yeah, it's just a place where shows go to die. Yeah. So um uh so but last time all we saw was the 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 back cre- the back title that said Brewing with Ozzy, and so we think we saw the same one maybe because this was also like a uh, there was no dialogue. It was yeah. all like it was there was like this like kind of music playing or whatever like this like kind of like. Uh, sultry like Latin music or something like yeah. like stringed music and but Jack I mean brewing with Ozzy is as good as brewing with Ricky was bad yes yeah it it's, was it works they nail it yeah it turns out that the only thing holding that segment back was Rick Renteria yeah yeah uh, so and, and you know whatever we say whatever we said in the past about the people who like direct or act in or whatever write. Um, brewing with Ricky, I think we have to take it all back and just solely blame it on Ricky Renteria. Yes. Uh, so the uh, basically what this segment was was uh, Ozzy Gian uh, teaching these brewers how to salsa dance. Yeah. Um, and he was he was like clowning around in it too. Like he had like his baseball pants on, but he was like he was like hoisting them up with like his fingertips. Yeah. He did kind of like yeah he like showed them like salsa moves, but he was like holding his pants up almost like a flamenco dance or yes. like a yeah I think flamenco dance. Yeah. Know, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The opening segment uh, was like, and I don't know if this is like the official, like, it's like the equivalent of like how uh, the opening uh, credits of Rick, Brewing with Ricky was him walking down the line, pouring a beer into like a mug. 
what Ozzy, brewing with Ozzy, he walks up to the assembly line and just grabs a beer off of it and immediately starts drinking it. Yeah, yeah. And even the way he grabs the beer is yeah. funny. He kind of like, gra- he, he does he, one of those moves where he, he grabs the, he, he fists like the neck of it and yeah. then like just like sloppily like puts it up to his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, and like, Jer- yeah, I, I gave you my theory on this, Jeremy, is that they're trying to sort of uh, ingratiate him back into, like, the minds of White Sox fans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for his eventual return to the uh, managerial position of the White Sox. Yeah, exactly. He's going to manage the White Sox again. Yeah, I think he will, yeah. I yeah. Think he will, and I think that that, t- that roster will include Luis Robert, uh, Eloy Jimenez, and, like, maybe, like, a, you know, a sub for ERA Dylan Cease. Yeah. You know? um, <clears throat> Jeremy, if I could put money on this in Vegas, I would say he'll be managing the 2021 White Sox. I think they're going to like give Rick Renteria one more year of it just to like get them over this hump of this rebuild and yeah. like have all of these guys fully in the majors and like fully ready to contribute. And then they're going to cast Rick Renteria aside and Ozzy Guillen is going to get rehired. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty safe... That's a pretty... Uh, uh, Astute observation and like yeah, yeah I, I I think that that completely sounds right yeah um but yeah but I, I gotta say I mean I I, I just hope that he can still uh, uphold his brewing with Ozzy uh, uh, you know um, contract yeah exactly yeah. Uh, I because... wonder if there was an episode where like Rick Renteria was like forced out and like Ozzy Guillen like usurped yeah. him uh, I mean I mean talk about like uh, just a like a uh, emasculating situation like yeah. the team like. The t- obviously he's got bigger things to worry about but like the team is like yeah Ricky we just don't want you in this segment anymore yep. we think we can find someone better and it's the better person better is Ozzy Guillen Rick Renteria was probably like yeah yeah you know yeah you're, you're, you're right yeah, yeah just smiling all the way yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah he showed up to set that day and he just like smiled back to his uh, his car and drove home <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah so uh, Bru- I'm 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 looking forward to the next episode of Brewing with Ozzy. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's a hit. Yeah, it's a hit. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Move it up. Move it up. Move yep. it up to the bottom of the first. Or yeah. Like, or, or maybe like the fourth or something. We don't, we don't want any latecomers to miss it. Yeah, move what's your 20 back. Ugh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so good, good, good on the White Sox uh, yeah. for that. So shortly after that, Jeremy, the family of four came back into play. Well, yeah, at least one fourth of the family came back. We, I just happened to like look over like one section uh, <laughs> down like uh, towards right field corner, and uh, at the top of the stair- stairs was was Mario, the dad, yeah. uh, of the family, standing there. Once again, looking confused, looking yep. like like he was lost. So he was in the wrong um, the wrong section. Yeah. Like, so we, we we looked to our right. Yeah. Uh, that family had gone down the stairs to our left. So he he was one section over where he was supposed to be. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and it he looked uh, again like he he had completely nonplussed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Completely bewildered. And so eventually he must have found where he was going. He went down. But like the family uh, who he was with, the mom and uh, the two grandkids or kids, like came back up the left side as he was going down the right yeah, side. It was like a Three Stooges routine or something. Yeah. Like, so we think that like we don't know if like they were like um, if they if the, fa- the mom and the two kids even saw the dad come through. But like so as he's coming down, like. He comes down and then he kind of disappears. Then, like a second later, the mom and the kids are coming up, and then we look down and we see the dad kind of like going through the aisle and then coming up. So it seemed like it was like a revolving door situation where they didn't know where each other was. Yeah, of it's, course, it's like something you would have seen in a Minions movie. Almost. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of payoff 
like the physical payoff that that needed to happen, giving that setup of they clearly don't know where they are, right. where they're going. Yeah. So in that way, it was like a perfect comedically written sketch, mm-hmm. but it was real life. It was these people's real lives. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and then again, we never saw him again. No, and what, actually, what's funny, Jeremy, is I feel like if they hadn't been upgraded by that usher, that wouldn't have happened because like it yeah, would have been a lot easier for that guy to find those people if they were sitting back, uh, like where we were. Yeah. But like he had to search all the way down. So that ended up being kind of a death knell for them. So, yeah, the last uh, thing in game that, uh, that we want to talk about, I think this was in the bottom of the ninth, right? Yeah, this was in the bottom of the ninth with two outs uh, two as on. the last guy, and two on as the yeah. last guy came up. They, they might have did a, a pitch, like, did they do a conference on the mound or something? Yeah. And then this happened? I, there was, like, yeah, a conference on the mound, and then uh, who, who made the last out of this game? Uh, Yolmer Sanchez. Yeah, it was Yolmer. So as Yolmer yeah. was walking up to the plate, they played turn down for what? Yeah. Uh, and as they did so, some guy who had not been doing anything like at, at all no. the rest of the game he was wearing uh like the the socks like a hawaiian shirt with all the socks logos yeah like, on the, it. like a tommy bahama white yeah. sock shirt that they was a free giveaway yeah um you'll never see more free giveaways being put to use at a white than at a white Sox. <laughs> yeah game. and i feel like if you're wearing a free giveaway at a white Sox game that makes you more of a candidate to like act out yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah, what exactly. it is because it's like it's like you're saying like yeah i've been here before i was here the day that they gave away this shirt and this hat and these socks yeah and these pants and this, these wristbands and like I'm gonna like act I'm gonna yeah like make a spectacle of myself yeah I've paid my dues yeah exactly uh, so this guy he, so Jeremy you said you didn't see what age he was but he yeah. was probably like maybe 50 he looked like a nerdy dad okay um, right. and so he he stands up as they're playing turn down for what yeah and he starts like Dancing, but the only dance move he's doing is like, uh, like doing doing this thing with his that thing with his hand yeah. where he's like bringing it up and down. Yeah, kind of like 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 a hype man or something. Like like when when someone's like rapping or whatever, and like you're just like doing you're like, yeah, I, you know that that hip hop like hand movement. Or yeah, whatever, like where he's like yeah, just I don't I don't even know how you describe it, but like but it's a classic hip hop like hype move like uh, you know that either a rapper does or the hype man does or whatever yeah and then he kind of he kind of <clears throat> looks back at everybody yeah. to like observe to see if anybody can see him doing this yeah or to encourage them to join in maybe yeah I don't know and it was crickets yeah so it's just like turn down for what do 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 and he's like doing this the hand thing yeah. and he looks around and he's like he's got this dumb look on his face and like He's the only person standing up doing anything. Yeah, and and Jeremy and and he shouldn't have been the only person standing up because it was the last batter of the game. They had yeah. the uh, the lead run was at the plate. There were two runners on base. Yeah. Actually, Everybody should have been on their feet. Actually, if he when he turned around, what he probably saw was was an inordinate amount of people getting up and leaving. Yeah, a bunch of people left with two outs. Yeah, and two two on. And it's like if you're gonna leave early, just leave at the beginning of the inning. Why would you leave? It's like this is the exact. Uh, like moment this is like the the peak of like the uh, you know scoring potential for the White Sox the most crucial moment in the game let's leave right now yeah like I just it's just I just don't get it I no. just, it's, it's, you would think that just the general sheer like vibe in the stadium of the the the, the attract the attra- the human attraction to uh, interest or an event would would compel you to stay 
for one more batter, and these people just get up and leave. I don't understand how you do it. No, it, it didn't make sense, Jeremy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so Yomer Sanchez, perhaps feeling that bad mojo, uh, grounded out to second. Ground the out. There ended. was there was no check it. There nope. was no, ooh, it's gone. It was nope. just a ground out, and the game was over. Just a bunch of people leaving. Yeah, Marlins win two zip. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. There were a couple of things in this game, Jeremy. Uh, it was a pitcher's duel. We got to see yeah. Zach Gallen. That was kind of the reason we chose this game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wanted to see Zach Gallen in the bigs. Um, like I said, I saw him last year. Um, um, and he's been he's he was tearing up Triple uh, A this year. Uh, this was his sixth start. Um, his ERA was in the threes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think he kind of like had a, kind of a bit of a fair amount of walks, but uh, he w- he was the winner, and we saw his first uh, career uh, major league win. Yeah, so which cool. is uh, yeah, which is very cool. Also, yeah. Reynaldo Lopez, who has had kind of a shit year for the White Sox, yeah. uh, pitched a really good game. Yeah, um, I felt bad. I felt bad that he he lost he, it. He didn't deserve that. Um, my. Uh, my friend who's a White Sox fan who I work with, I was talking to him the next day, and he said that, I don't think we noticed this, Jeremy, but Ronaldo Lopez didn't throw his third ball until the fifth inning. Really? Not, that's unconfirmed, wow. but I would, I would believe it, um, okay. considering the kind of game he had. Uh, one note about Zach Gallen is he started working. So the game was fast. The game was overall yeah. very fast. Uh, yeah. It was a two-and-a-half-hour game. But during the seventh inning, uh, Zach Gallen started working really fast. I think really what ha- slow, yeah. Yeah, r- really slow, rather. He started working very slow. I think what happened was uh, the, there was a leadoff double. Yeah. And uh, I think he thought Ryan Goins, uh, who had the double, was like <laughs> stealing stealing his signs or like yeah. was, was going to try to steal his signs. Yeah. So uh, him and uh, Gallen and Jorge Alfaro, who was the catcher, just couldn't get on the same page for the whole rest of the inning. So that inning kind of yeah. dragged. Yeah, yeah, and it was, and and, and as it turns out, I mean, <clears throat> it was it was a good approach because they got out of the jam. Yep. He, and, yeah, uh, yeah, he ended up. Uh, he he, that was his last inning of work, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So he went uh, seven innings, two hits, no runs, one walk, and nine Ks. Uh, yeah. Lopez had one walk and ten Ks in eight innings. So. Yeah. So a really well pitched <laughs> performance uh, by good. both teams. Yeah. Uh, Neil Walker, uh, who played <laughs> first base for the Marlins and hit cleanup. Uh, had his mind on some other things during this game, I think. Um, he yeah. took an 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Uh, yeah, we saw him uh, pregame, like very pregame, like 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 after the the anthem and like uh, like right before the White Sox were to take the field. Yep, we saw him run down like to the edge of the dugout. Well, there were there were two girls. Uh, women whatever waiting waving to him like waving to the towards home plate i was like who are they waving to and then lo and behold neil walker comes running down yeah. the, the aisle and are down the, the the foul line and like like comes up to the fence and starts talking to him i don't know what was going on there but they no. seemed pretty excited that they talked to him for a little bit yeah he, he chatted with them for a while too yeah. he was chatting with them for about three four minutes yeah and so i don't know if they're making plans for later but yeah. uh Walker proceeded to take three strikeouts right after that, so maybe something shook him up. I don't know. Right, right, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was interesting for Neil Walker. He's, uh, you know, he seems to be on the decline of his uh, career, but uh, maybe his personal life is going well. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Ryan Goins played uh, for the White Sox. Jeremy, we mentioned him in our uh, non-roster invitee episode, and yeah. here he is in the major leagues. Yeah, there you go. We, we should we should go back and, and like, like see how many of those guys actually ended up making an appearance uh, for the club at least or, want, or at all. want to hear something crazy, Jeremy, yeah, that's going to yeah. blow your mind? Uh-huh. Alcides Escobar is in AAA with the White Sox. Did you know this? Um, I, You know what? That uh, that kind of rings a bell. Yeah. So he's in AAA with... It's like they brought Brian Goins up and not Alcides Escobar. I mean, 
it blows my mind that that a guy like that would be in AAA, like and not in the majors or like. I, but that's weird, and like, yeah, that's that's weird, or like at least not with a contender. You know? Yeah, like you would think like he he would accept a, a minor league assignment with a contender, but that is pretty weird. Yeah, so I uh, so that was uh, so. But Goins actually had the best game of any White Sox. He walked. Yeah. Uh, he walked once, doubled once, and yeah. uh, took two strikeouts. Looking, uh, Jack. I'm so glad that you explained to me who I keep getting him confused with. So like, I get him confused with Anthony Ghost. Okay. Um, who I also get confused with Devin Travis. Weird. But but uh, but definitely Anthony Ghost and Ryan Goins. I get confused. Mm-hmm. But was Ryan Goins ever on the Blue Jays? Uh, Ryan Goins. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he was on the Blue Jays for okay. a couple of years. Yeah, okay. and Ghost Ghost was as well. And, I think they tried De- to make Ghost a, a pitcher, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and Devin Travis was too. So that 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 explains that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, I, I you know we're seeing Ryan Goins starting at shortstop for the uh, Chicago White Sox in 2019. Yahoo! Yeah. Uh, I think the game sort of turned, Jeremy. The White Sox had Zach Allen on the ropes in the bottom of the third inning. They had the bases loaded, two mm-hmm. outs. Yoan Moncada uh, was three and zero, and he swung at a pitch and flied out. Yeah, to the center fielder. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was saying that uh, my approach to three zero is. Keep the bat on my shoulder. Yep. Don't ever lift it up. What's your approach to three one? Bat on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Just very <laughs> conservative approach there for yeah. Jeremy. You have to think. Like, the odds are that they're one of the one of the next three pitches is going to be a, a ball. That's that's the those are the odds that I'm going off. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Um, but, so that's yeah. a that's a good. Uh, uh, so Jeremy, that's your approach. That's not necessarily mine. I think I'd swing three one. But okay, uh, okay. you know. Uh, uh, so we saw Sergio Romo get uh, another save. We also saw him get a save against the uh, the Cubs, the Cubs as well this year. Yeah, yeah. That that's definitely something. Like who saw two Sergio Romo saves? Yeah, uh, against yeah in different stadiums. Yeah, um, exactly. That's pretty. That what are the, yeah? What are the odds of that? You know, astronomical. But he got traded tonight, Jeremy, to the Minnesota Twins. He's going to a contender. Yeah, yeah. So good for him, I guess. The the, the Twins, like I guess, I don't even know who their closer is right now. Taylor Rogers or something. I don't even really know. Yeah. Maybe this is why they're getting Sergio Romo, who I guess still has a little gas left in the tank. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's going to be sad to leave Miami because it seems like maybe he was like happy being there or something. Um, but uh, he got traded. He actually got traded along with this pitcher, Chris Valamont, who I saw start the Midwest League uh, All-Star game. And he looked pretty good, actually. I got his autograph, too. Wow. Um, but uh, I actually didn't. I thought he was a, a Mariner or something. I don't know why, but uh, but he was a Marlins property. And so now he's with the with – the, uh, the Minnesota Twins, and they got this back, uh, a guy, Lewin, not Lewin Davis, yeah. Lewin Diaz, yeah. uh, who has pretty good numbers. So that we'll see you know, that we'll see how that trade ends up shaking out in the long run. Well, I was going to say, Chris Valamont, is it? Yeah. It sounds so. like it could be the name of a character on Game of Thrones, Lord Valamont or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be an interesting trade, and it'll be interesting to see uh, if Sergio Romo can actually uh, come through in a pennant race. Yeah, uh, I know. My, my guess is no. Yeah, probably not. I, I I wouldn't want him to be my like main closer. Heading, no, like as a, heading into like like a first place like playoff situation for the where the Twins seem to be headed. So. Yeah, um, and he might also completely blow my like pick for the Twins to win the pennant or something. Because, right. Yeah, he might end up blowing the the series for him or whatever. Um, so uh, another just ridiculous guy that's on the White Sox roster is AJ Reed. Yeah. Um, we were trying to figure out so like you know. Uh, at one point, like a huge, um, him and John Singleton were like both huge like prospects for the Houston Astros. Neither one has panned out. 
Um, so AJ Reed, I think he was DFA'd and signed by the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were trying to figure out who he looked like, and uh, Jack, I think he looks like Pruitt Taylor Vince, uh, char- like uh, big guy character actor who's been working for twenty five years probably in sure. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even really name a movie that he's in. Like uh, he's in Deadwood. I think he's also in the yeah, show Deadwood. He yeah, is. he's in. He 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 was in Stranger Things briefly, I think too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's just been everywhere he's like, kind of ubiquitous yeah. yeah for sure so i think he kind of looked like taylor uh, uh, taylor vince oddly in some weird weird way with like a reddish tinted beard he didn't look good i'll no. say that aj reed no he, he looked creepy he, looking yeah uh, oh i thought you meant his play on the field oh that that too yeah that was also creepy um <laughs> but uh but yeah and then of course cesar Pueyo was uh um you know the hero of the game you know jack i said that he looked good um Looking at his track record, I'm sure there's a wake of 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 scouts who have been fired for also saying that he looks good, right? Because he's like 28 years old or something. Ooh, yeah, he's up there and he's been on like four different teams or whatever. And now he's on the Marlins. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought he looked good. There you go. Well, it, it turned out to be a pretty salient uh, observation. For at least for one night, I was right about. <laughs> so. Uh, so when we went outside, uh, we saw uh, this this group of guys, uh, and it looked like one guy was teaching the other guys how to do the macarena. Yeah. They were definitely all doing the macarena, but yes. slowly. But yeah. the Macarena wasn't playing no. anywhere. They were standing out in, in, in the in the in like the, the mass of humanity trying to leave the ballpark. There was this huddle of guys, and this one guy <laughs> was like showing them all how to do the Macarena. Jack, this was a highlight for me of the whole experience. Uh, I, I just thought it was very funny, and the guys were also like they were also like Latino or whatever. Yeah. They were Latinx guys, and. Um, I you know I would have guessed like South American or something, which is where uh, like the Macarena like that Los Del. I thought they were I, I don't know maybe they I, I'm not sure exactly what the 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 true origin of like Los Del Rio the the artist who wrote the Macarena the 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 group yeah uh, is from but I almost thought it was like South American or something I don't know like Brazilian or something I don't know but it I would have guessed and maybe this is um, racial profiling or stereotyping but I would have guessed that these guys knew the Macarena but well, they were being taught it they weren't young the people they no. were like all in their twenties yeah exactly and so I mean I guess that's still like young enough to have missed the Macarena yes. when it came around the first time but like speaking speaking of ubiquitous I would say that the Macarena is fairly ubiquitous yeah. even even in 2019 yeah uh, but for me that was the highlight of the of the night. Uh, it was very funny to see. You know, Jeremy, I would have thought the highlight of the night was when we were on the L train home, and so two Marlins fans who were sitting across from us yeah. pointed out your baby cakes hat. Yeah, but in not a way that they were like excited about it or like, "Whoa, there's baby cakes!" or Whatever. They were these two like guys. Maybe they're like the Bizarro Uses, like the more jockey versions of us. That's or what something. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. actually, they yeah. were like the Miami's version of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they were like, but they had like a look to them, like they had like kind of like a rich guy like a like a rich kid look or something like they come from like i don't know they had they looked like they were like the one guy was dressed up like he was going golfing or something and it gave me that that feel like oh these guys belong to a country club or something but they were not like classy guys they were they were shitty assholes or something but like i don't know but they were talking about the marlins and then like they were kind of just like like sitting next to each other and they like looked at me and they're like hey baby cakes and like they didn't even really say it to me, but I clearly heard them say it, and I was sitting in like across from them. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I actually went last year. I saw a gallon pitch, and they're like, oh yeah. And then the guy did go like he was tearing it up in AAA this year. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. 
he was also tearing it up last year, and then that's when I saw him last year. Yeah. So I saw him before this year when he was tearing it up. So just so you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they moved on. The one guy was wearing a weird hat that had like a baseball that looked like a, a smoking time bomb. Yeah, basically. and it looked like there was like a wick uh, that was like uh, on fire. Or yeah, something. not a Rowan wick. Or yeah. John wick. Right. Um, but yeah, and it was on fire. It looked like a bomb about to go off, but it was a baseball. And yeah. I don't know if that was a minor league hat or what. Yeah, if Rowan wick had a hat, it would probably be uh, of Keston Hira hitting a home run off of him. <laughs> no, wait, he got out of that inning. Yeah, right? yeah that was no, Kimbrel. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. That was Kimbrel. Never yeah. mind. Wick actually looked good yeah, tonight. Yeah, he, uh, he got out of a, uh, the, the inning. I think he pitched an inning in the third tonight. He throws a 77 mile per hour curveball and a 97 mile per hour fastball. Wow, who is he, Kershaw? Yeah, yeah. I don't um, know, but uh, maybe if he can find control, he could be good. But at, I don't know at any rate, uh, Jeremy uh, hated these guys, though. They were talking about. Um, yeah, I didn't like them. Yeah, at one at one point, it came time to like. Uh, we had to like switch seats, and oh, Jeremy yeah. was like skeptical about like moving nearer to these guys. Yeah, because then we would have been directly across from them. Yeah, we were kind of across into the left a little bit, uh, and uh, or to the right, and. Um, we uh, yeah, some seats opened up and we wanted to kind of space out. But I'm like, I don't want to sit. I don't want them to think we want to talk to these. Yeah, guys. and it, it, it's puzzling, Jeremy, because I wasn't about to say anything to him because no. I, I know you didn't like him. But I was like, man, like these guys pointed out Jeremy's hat. Like they talked about Zach Allen's minor league track record. Yeah. Like I would have thought like Jeremy would have liked these guys. No, you yeah, know, no, no. There's he, something was, about him I just didn't like. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, so yeah, they eventually got they got off the train downtown. They were probably staying downtown. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We didn't see. We never saw them again either. Maybe no. they listened to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, they were probably they probably like baseball enough to to do it. Yeah. If I put I'll put Zach Gallon in the um, the hashtags and maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll search him up or something. Right. I don't know. Uh, and one last thing, Jeremy. Before we were about to get off the train, uh, a crazy lady came on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's and this was on the brown line this too. Was this on was the brown line. on the red line. No. Uh, so for. After yep. we transferred, yeah. For folks who not, are not from Chicago, the brown, the red line tends to to have a lot of crazies on it. Yeah, um, it's 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 an excite. It's like a, it's never a dull ride on the on the red line. No. I would say the same thing for the green line too. Those are like two of the most realist lines out there. Yeah. Um, the brown line is like fucking. It's like like penthouse, like uh, you know, top floor, like heaven, like like joyride. Yeah, it's like the Orient <clears throat> Express. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but this lady got on, and um, I mean, uh, I, I'll just like maybe try to encapsulate what she was saying because she's speaking in 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 Spanish, but she was like, <laughs> like she was like kind of like chanting, moaning, whatever, yeah, like, and she was just standing like in the back of the car, just like. <laughs> And like, and then like, and then some schmuck gets on the train and stands right by her. And then as soon as the train starts moving, she's like, and like the guy turns around, he's like, what? And he had headphones on too, but he like heard her through that. Um, And then, uh, and then at some point, like some people get off and she's still on the train and then she kind of like pushes, she actually grabbed that guy and kind of moved him to the side. Like she touched him and then she like moved another person because there was a seat open and she goes she sits down and she like physically moved these people out of her way and she sits down and she goes thank you yeah yeah and, yeah. Uh, and then just sat on the train and like you know it was getting kind of crazy and it was right before our stop and well, we got off it got to the point where uh it just gradually got louder and it was louder, getting louder and to louder. the point where jeremy and i were trying to talk to each other yeah, and yeah. we couldn't we couldn't hear each other no, no, over no, this yeah. lady yelling yeah and we were like we were like 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 saying like it's not so much that 
this is happening, but it's like, I can't hear you. Yeah. And like, yeah, she was like, I ain't that Like, I was, the only thing that I could pick out were like Spanish curse words or whatever. <laughs> That's what was happening. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I, you know, I, she's, a, she's an unfortunate soul maybe, but like, it was just like, it was... Like she wanted to be heard. Yeah. Well, she had like a bag of food with her too. She had oh, like she a, did. It was yeah. like a poke bag or something. Yeah. But... It seemed like she had just left a restaurant. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 Like it was, it was her takeout or whatever. But um, I mean, yeah. You know, she she she's looking for an audience. So we'll give her an audience. She you know she's mentioned here. She's in, forever encapsulated on on episode uh, number fifty one of Rain Delay Theater. Yep, and uh, that is going to do it for us. Yeah, that which also will wrap it up. So she has the pleasure of closing out the Trevor Hoffman episode of Randall huh. Theater. All right, well, uh, we'll be back next week, maybe with a game, maybe with something else. Yeah, so uh, until then, uh, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. We'll see you later. Bye.